0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey from Lean Green Dad Radio. Today is episode seventy-seven, and we're gonna be talking about adoption. In fact, the different types of adoption and our personal adoption story. So let's get into it. Welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. <laughs> From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Lean Green Dad Radio, the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. Hey, everybody, how's it going? I hope you're having an awesome week. This is Corey from Lean Green Dad, and I'm so glad you've taken a second to tune in and listen to us or download and listen to us. So, hey, listen, if it's your first time, welcome. My name is Corey, and I am a husband, a father, and uh, a vegan plant-based athlete, and each week I get the chance to talk to some of the most inspiring people that I can find to help me stay motivated to stay fit, eat healthy, and really get the most out of life as a busy parent. See, For me, finding time to work out, make healthy quick meals for my family, and spend quality time c- together can be really hard, especially when we overschedule ourselves. So. My hope is that by me getting to talk to some of these awesome folks that you will take away some quick tips or inspiration that you can try in your life to keep your family going strong. Now, usually we get a chance to talk to some awesome folks on the show, but today we're going back to an earlier episode that we did on our adoption process. And um, as you guys might know, we adopted our son and uh it's been just an amazing experience and you know there's been a lot of our friends that have approached us and said like hey you know can i ask you you know a couple questions uh we're thinking about adopting so if you have anybody in your life that is considering adoption this is a good episode for them because we're going to talk about a couple different things and i say we because my wife jen is sitting right next to me what's up jenny hello so jen is here and uh yeah just wanted to bring you on because you haven't been on in, like, forever. What's been going on with you? Um, You know, just uh doing the mom thing, taking the kids to dance. Roger's got his first recital coming up, so pretty exciting there. And right on. Doing the work thing, doing the kid thing, and doing the get healthy thing. Yeah, so, yeah. All of it. Our son is Roger, uh, if you didn't already know that. And uh, he's a little star. He's, uh, what is he, five now? Yeah. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's huge. He's getting bigger and taller and stronger and... It's, it's been awesome. And, uh, you know, as I continue to be involved in all these wonderful organizations like Culture City, who's the wonderful nonprofit that I work with, um, you know, as I see all of these, you know, kids thriving, um, I I just, it makes me think of Raj and, and how he's, he's thriving and having a wonderful life. And he's just a great kid. And you know, we talk about everything in this episode. We talk about, um, you know, why we decided to adopt, how we came to that decision. And also, we covered just the different types of adoption because there's so many different types out there. So um, it, it was it was it was cool. It was a a good podcast, and I wanted to bring it back to you. So it's a rebroadcast, is what I'm trying to say. Um, We we recorded this a while ago, and we're rebroadcasting it because it was prior to our rebranding into Lean Green Dad. So uh, it was good content, and I wanted to bring it to you guys. So Anything else? What else is going on with you, Jen? Yeah. um, Gosh, you summed it up pretty well. Yeah. It's just a busy time of year. It can be overwhelming, so that's my big thing right now is getting my – mind and my head straight even when it seems like there's a lot going on with school ending and um recital coming up and just summer is kind of looming yeah yeah summer is looming it is one of those things it's uh it's summer right now when we recorded it almost summer when we recorded this so that's the way we say that So it was in the same yeah yeah anyways well let's get into it this is episode 77 thank you again so much for listening and uh, without any further ado we'll get into this episode with some music from my friends over at sos studio my buddy jordan runs that and uh, gave us some original music to get us into our next segment so here we go episode 77 of lean green dad radio here we go (music) All right, everybody, we are back. Man, I love that music. So if you liked that music, there's that and so much more. Those are my friends from SOS Studio. You can check them out and learn more about them at sosstudio.co. So let's get into our show. We're talking about adoption today. And it's really important to talk about this because I know a lot of friends that were interested in adopting and uh, just didn't know where to start, where to find the information. So I hope that this show will be able to help them, and if you are the one hearing this and you have friends that you know of that are looking to adopt, you've got to pass this podcast along to them because in it, I hope to break down a couple different types of adoption, share our personal story, and uh, kind of go from there. So uh, to start off, let's let's talk about why it's so passionate for me. Um, my son is adopted. My amazing son is adopted, and um, we had our daughter first. And it was uh, a rough pregnancy. My wife just had a rough, rough time. So uh, we talked to our doctors, and we knew we wanted to continue growing our family. And the doctors were just like, hey, man, listen, uh, we don't really recommend that you have another baby right now just because things were so rough. And we could get into that. That's a whole nother show, but uh, why it was so rough. But my wife was in the hospital for quite a long time after we had our baby girl, and so we said, you know what, we want to continue our family, we want to continue to grow, and we don't want to wait, you know, another five years to have our, our next baby. So let's uh, let's let's look into adoption. So that's when our journey began. So, oh my, and you might hear fire fireworks in the background. If you hear like a boom every now and then, those are fireworks. Uh, what a problem to have, right? I live next to SeaWorld, Orlando, so um, it's uh, about... 10 10 o'clock when I'm recording this right now and uh, fireworks are going off so if you happen to hear a couple booms in the background that's what it is what what a problem to have though right in the beautiful Orlando Florida with fireworks next to my my studio recording here (laughs) but uh, I want to get back into what I was talking about types of adoption so let's start with the different types to me there are three different types of adoption now there's a lot of different adoption websites out there that you can go and research and look at but To me, it just breaks down to kind of three simple things. International, which is obviously out of the country. Uh, Lots of different countries. China was real popular for a while. Um, Russia was real popular for a while. I don't think that Russia does adoptions anymore. Uh, But there's a lot of other countries that are doing adoptions. So international. Then there's domestic through the foster care system. And the foster care system, we'll talk about that in just a minute. And then there's another type of domestic, which is private adoption through an agency. So those three, international, domestic, and uh, domestic foster care system, or the state system, and domestic private adoption. Now, these and all the, the stuff that I'm going to be talking about are going to be available on realirondad.com. Just go to the blog and uh, you know type the word adoption, and it'll bring you to the podcast. Or you can look at uh, realirondad.com slash 005, and that'll take you to this episode number five. So let's talk about the first one, international adoption out of this country. So um, with, with international adoption, there are a couple things to consider. One, there could potentially be a lot of travel for you to not only go to the country and um, they might have a formal application process where you need to fly to the country, spend a little bit of time in the country. Uh, it could be two to five weeks, believe it or not. Um, you could have to meet with the consulate there. There's a lot of different things that could happen. So that's something to take into consideration. It is fairly expensive, typically a little more expensive than some of the other options just because of the travel alone sometimes, Uh, the plane tickets and the uh, hotel accommodations when you're in the foreign country. All of these things are things to consider. Um, Another thing you want to consider is that anything could happen and you could lose your money, potentially. That's a risk that we get into. With all three of these, um, there's a a slight risk with, um, you know, if there's a deposit you put down, you might lose the deposit if something goes wrong. Um, International, I find that it, it could be a little bit more difficult to get the money back if you are dealing with An international agency but I do find that you know that agency will be very upfront with you and that foreign country and the way that they work and their policies you'll be explained about all of that right up front so that's good Um, you're not gonna have a lot of interaction with your child but you will get to see them via email via mail stuff like that Um, I believe they do send pictures again this was not Jen and I did not adopt internationally for our son um, but uh, we do have friends that have gone through it and in my research when I was trying to figure out what type of adoption would work best for us, this is what we found. So um, another thing, last thing to consider for international adoption is there is no mother present necessarily. The, the mother, the birth mother um, as we call them uh, is probably not going to be around in that uh, foreign country so you don't have to worry about keeping in touch with the birth mother or anything like that as you would with a domestic situation if you choose to do that. So that brings us to our next one, which is domestic through the foster care system or the state system. Um, Now, keep in mind, the goal of the foster care system and the state care system is to reunite the child with their biological parent. And that was something that really hit home for me. Because while there are tons of kids out there that need a good home um, in the state system, uh, by the time they get a little bit older, it can be a little bit more challenging for them to find a forever family. But for me, uh, the goal to reunite the child with their biological parent might not be the exact right thing because the parent might not be in a situation that is going to be healthy for the child. And so when the parent is rehabbed, let's let's say the parent had a drug problem, just gonna make up a situation. So let's say if a parent had a, a drinking or a drug problem and they had to go to rehab, um, the state system would put the child in a foster care home here in the US and then that child would uh, be reunited with their parent after they completed rehab. But the thing that really gets me is the relapse of some of the addiction, the drinking, um, the drugs, any other type of addiction. I'm just using that as an example. I'm not saying all foster parents have, um, all biological parents of children that are in the foster care system have a drinking or drug problem. I'm just saying in in this scenario, the child would be reunited after they get come out of rehab and then they could potentially relapse and go back into rehab causing further you know scarring for the child and that was something that really spoke to me and I'm like wow you know there's gotta be a couple other options out there but um you know the child could have a rough background because of that a really rough background um they they could have been dealing with abuse drugs other things you you never know um but um The the third thing I wanted to mention from the domestic foster care system is um, you need to make sure that if you are going to consider that, you need to have a home that is ready to take on a challenge if need be. Um, Like I said, some of these kids could be coming from a very tough situation, so you want to be able to make sure that you are mentally and uh, physically ready for that, physically in the sense that your house is uh, able to accommodate an additional person, (laughs) obviously, and last, I just you could know a little bit of information about the mother. You might not. it de- it all depends on what the state has as far as information on that. But, um, you know, speaking about relationships with the birth parent, it might be good to um, just kind of find out a little bit of information just so you have a background of history if there was any kind of substance abuse in the past. Um and I know I keep focusing on that. I'm really sorry, but um I found that a lot of, um, a lot of the the problems with uh, some of the birth parents was the fact that they had substance abuse problems. From what I was finding, so that brings us into our next one, which is domestic private adoption. Um, this is the one that Jen and I decided to go with. We went with private adoption because, uh, you know, it was an agency that we dealt with, and the agency was a private adoption agency and the the mother could be local the mother could even be in your own city and so that's something that you need to be okay with and Jen and I thought about it and we said you know what that's not not really a big deal to us so that's totally fine and then the other thing you need to consider is different types of adoption once you do it so there's open adoption where you know the mother you know the mother's name you know where she lives you might even know her phone number and her birthday and you keep in touch with her, and she's an active participant in your child's life. Um, that's one way to do it. Semi-open would be a little bit different. Maybe you meet um, once you know, every few years or something like that. And then finally, there's closed adoption, and closed adoption means just that. It's completely closed. You might have the birth mother's information, but you uh, choose not to have any communication with her. It is understood on both sides, and that's that. You're still going to spend money with domestic private adoption, but it could potentially be less just because you set the parameters for what you will and will not pay for. Um, there's many things that are customary for the birth mother to ask, um, and you know, keep in mind when you're dealing with a domestic private adoption agency the birth mothers are coming to these agencies and they're saying, look, I'm pregnant. I know that I'm not going to be able to raise this child. Can you please help me identify a good family? So these ladies that are coming to these private adoption agencies, they really have good intentions and, um, you know, granted there might be some that don't have good intentions. They're, you know, I don't know trying to make money or something like that but the majority of the girls that are coming to these private adoption agencies are coming to find a good home for their children and that is so admirable and that's something that just really hit home for Jen and I because you know for for a birth mom to be able to identify that that's something that she wants to do for her child that's unbelievable and um you know in our in our case Our birth mom um, was really young so she showed an incredible amount of maturity in the decision that she made and um, that's something that was really big. So you could potentially spend less money. Um, Finally, the, the thing about domestic private adoption is you really have to be okay with the fact that you have to market yourself. One of the first things they ask you to do is make a book, make a family book. And they'll advise you on what other books have looked like, and also talk to you a little bit about what works, what doesn't. Um, with our story, we put together a book, and you know, I-, I love the Orlando Magic. I'm a huge Orlando Magic fan, so we all had Magic jerseys on. And at the time, we had our daughter, and she was like two and a half, three. So we uh, put her in a little Magic jersey, and then Jen and I were in our Magic jerseys, and. We were on the front, and we just um, were a blast. We just had a fun kind of look. When you looked at us, we wanted us to look like, oh man, that's a great family. That's so cool. And um, I will uh, get into our our story here coming up. So stick with me. We're gonna get into my story on how and why we adopted. So here we go. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. So as we were talking about before, we were talking about adoption and why we adopted. So I talked a little bit about, in the beginning, how Jen had a really tough pregnancy and we wanted to continue our uh, growth of our family. So we did. We started the process. And we went with the private domestic adoption and found an agency locally here in Orlando that worked really well for us. And we first thing we were told was to make a book. And I mentioned the book before our little break. And we were told not to necessarily have our daughter on the front because, um, you know, the birth mother might feel like, oh, gosh, they already have a kid. And, you know, I want to pick a family that doesn't have one yet. But we chose to put her right on the front because, hey, that's us. And Izzy's part of our family. And so, We said, look, if you don't want her, then you don't want us. We're the wrong family for you. So we put her on the front, and believe it or not, we were identified in weeks. It was like, I think, three weeks after we made our book, we were identified. So I can't stress enough. If you are going to go with private domestic adoption through an agency, make that book unique make yourself super unique Um, and just be yourself just don't be afraid to you know make your pictures look a certain way like oh I need to make sure that I'm happy and uh, silly at the same time like just be yourself and that really worked out well for us so we made the book we were identified and the next thing you know boom we're having dinner with our birth mom our potential birth mom and it was a great dinner. We got to connect with her and find out a little bit more about her and just say hi. Um, at the time, you know, she didn't have our names. We didn't have hers. And um, we just knew kind of first names. And to this day, it's kind of still the same. And that's that's a safe way, you know, to do things because you don't know each other. And just you want to protect her privacy, all that kind of stuff. So we did all that. And, um, you know, the next thing you know, after that, of course, we were in the hospital. (laughs) We got the call. um, And of course, this is a couple months later, but we got the call that she was getting ready to have our baby. And uh, we went to the hospital. And that's when things can get really nervous. Because, you know, the birth mom has 48 hours to have the medication wear off any kind of medication before they can sign the papers that waive their parental rights, terminate their parental rights. And, um, you know, we knew that everything was going to be fine and our agency was working with us, but you know, anything could happen where the birth mom could change her mind. Um, if that does happen, there are things in place that will protect you and your investment that you've made thus far, but mostly it's just devastating if that does happen. But at the same time, if the mother has, the um, you know the ability to take care of the child then that's great you know and ultimately that's what you want is the child to have a healthy home and if she does change your mind that's okay um, but luckily for us our birth mom continued um, as according to her plan and we were there holding our son the first day that he was born uh, we stayed with him and held him non-stop for those 48 hours and eventually, everything was signed, everything went through, and everything was great. And we brought him home. And since that day, everything has been absolutely incredible. Um, you know, we we wondered probably, you guys are probably wondering about the dad, you know, the, the birth father. And the birth father, we we don't really have any information on at all. Um, the only thing that we asked for when adopting a baby was that he or she was free of drugs and alcohol um, and um, the all the drug tests and stuff came back great so um, there was no problems there which is really really good now we're, we're headed towards the end here I wanted to talk about two more things one is the money part and two is the resources so with money there's four things I wanted to mention to you first you should have a lot saved up in your reserves, and that is cash reserves. There are lots of foundations out there that can help you with your funding. Again, I'll put that in the show notes, realirondad.com slash 005 for this episode, or you can always just search adoption, and uh, you'll find that within the blog under the podcast. But um, you know, finding other sources of funding and places that can help you uh, is is a wonderful choice, but you definitely want to have all of the money that you need for your approximate uh, cost of adoption in your reserves. Second, you want to ask the agency that you work with if there's opportunities for scholarships or um, discounts or ways that you can help save on money. Because if you guys are like us, man, we did not have a lot of money at the time, and um, we just wanted a good home for a kid and um, make a good home for a kid, I should say. And it really worked out well for us. Um, you know, adoptions can range anywhere between fifteen and $30,000, even upwards to like $50,000 if you really, really look into it. So there's stuff to look at there. Um, just make sure that you're up front with your agency on, on what you're looking for and set your own range. If the money is just too much for you, then consider looking at foster state care system adoptions. I know that It wasn't necessarily for Jen and I, but, you know, the foster care system and the state uh, adoption agencies, um, adoption through the state, I should say, is um, very, it's free. It doesn't cost anything. And I believe the state in some states will pay for college education for your adopted child. So um, that's something to think about as well. The last thing I wanted to mention was ask your work, ask your job. They might have a reimbursement program. Jen and I found uh, you know, a great program. She happens to work for Disney, and there was a huge reimbursement just for adopting after you submit the proper paperwork and after everything is finalized. But oh my gosh, if you work for a Fortune 500 company or you work for a large corporation, look into their benefits for adoption. You might find something that would work really great for you. So you never know. Finally, the thing that I wanted to mention were resources. Find an agency near you that is doing a seminar. Most all agencies, private, state, they international, they do a, a seminar where you can go and learn about the different types of adoption, uh, learn about their their company, their agency, and how they operate, and find somebody that you connect with. Find an agent that works with them. Uh, They might be a lawyer. They might be a healthcare worker, a social worker. Find them and connect with them. Tell them your story. It'll help you. It might even help you get a a faster adoption. So things to think about there. Two more things before we're done here. One, talk about which agency is right for you and your partner. Um, But not only that, talk about what type of child is appropriate for you and your partner. It could be a baby it could be an older child. It could be maybe two or four, maybe even six. You could be open to even a seven- or eight-year-old in the state system. There's teenagers in the state system. There's a lot of different opportunities for different children depending on you know where you're at in your life and what you are able to help with. But uh, just know that all of them are kids, and they all want to have a good home. So you're doing the right thing. You just got to make sure you find the right one for you, the right uh, type of situation for you. Um, Finally, if there is a private adoption agency that you're going through, Ask the question about how they screen their women that come through. Their pregnant women, because screening the women is so very important when the birth moms are coming to a private adoption, a private adoption agency. The screening process simply finds out exactly how serious they are about, you know, giving their baby up for adoption. This will help by um, not having a disruption. So. Uh, a disruption would be something that is uh, when the birth mother changes their mind, like I mentioned before. So you want to ask what the approximate disruption rate is of the agency. I interviewed a couple agencies and um, they had varying different answers followed by lengthy explanations. But the agency that we chose, um, they, they said, hey, listen, this is our disruption rate. It's very low. And we pride ourselves on doing in-depth interviews with our birth moms to make sure that um, not only they are making the best decision for them, but it's also in your best interest as well because we want to have successful adoptions at the end of the day. So that was really great and that won me over in the end. I also had connected with someone who worked at the agency that was wonderful, still a friend today. So um, lots of great things. All in all, everybody, this was the best decision that Jen and I could have ever made. Um, we grew stronger as a couple. We have an amazing son now, and um, we can't wait to to share our story with him. He knows he's adopted. Uh, my daughter knows that he's adopted, and the way that we explain it was he was always meant to be our son. We were always meant to be his family. Um, he was just came from another lady's belly. So we explained that. Um, you know, Izzy came from mommy's belly, and uh, Roger came from another lady's belly, but mommy is still his mommy. So um, they they get it. And I'm sure that as he grows older, we're gonna have a little bit more explaining to do, but we're confident that we can do that with um, positivity and um, just happiness. So we look forward to it. We've got a great kid, two great kids, one on the way. We're a very, very blessed family. So. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Corey back in the studio. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully that provided some information for you guys. And again, if you know anyone that's looking to adopt or diving into that process, send them this podcast. Tell them to take a listen. Hopefully it'll help them out. And of course, I'm happy to answer anybody's questions that they might have about it. Just send me an email. My email is Corey, C-O-R-Y, at leangreendad.com. And uh, hey, listen, Uh, the podcast, hopefully you, you enjoyed it, but I'd love for you to... Go on to our website, leangreendad.com. Check it out. We've got a Facebook page. You can like that. We've got a Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and a YouTube channel. And uh, we post some fun things every now and then. We've got something going on every day. So check us out. Uh, Even sign up for our email if you would like to get an email every now and then on the latest and greatest from Lean Green Dad. So. Until next time, this is Corey saying keep going that extra mile for your family. See you next week, guys.